Welcome to In the Stacks, brought to you by the Lewistown Public Library in Lewistown, Montana, a podcast about the wide and wild world of libraries. Hello, everyone. It's Brittany. So, yes, it's been a while. Um, since we posted a new episode, um, the library has been crazy busy lately. I know that's always my excuse, but it is always true. Um, we're going through a bit of a transition period right now, and as everything has been getting settled, it's been a little wild, but I am excited to bring you this episode of In the Stacks. So for this one, Danny and I bring you a list of the perfect drinks to go with some of our favorite books. Um, we've got all sorts of stuff. We've got new stuff, old stuff, fiction and nonfiction. We've got some classic lit and then some more weird modern stuff. 16 books in total, each with a drink that fits the theme or the feel of that story. And we'll have a list of all the books and their accompanying drinks in the show notes. So Danny and I recorded this episode at her home while our children were running around wildly, having a blast together. So don't mind the abundant background noise of their screams of delight. Um, there are also a couple curse words and obviously references to alcohol in this episode, so be aware if you're listening with little ones. But it was a super fun recording sesh, and I hope you guys enjoy this episode. So without further ado, here are some good drinks for good books. Welcome to my kitchen, Brittany. Yay. Cheers! Plastic oh, cheers. That was a, good one. <laughs> a nice full-throated cheers. <laughs> Very full-throated in the the wine world. Brittany, you're in my home. Yes. Welcome. Let's let's record a podcast. We're back. Better than ever. It's been so long. <laughs> it has. It has. Hasn't it? Yeah. When was the last time we recorded? Like in May. Probably May. Yeah. <sighs> so many things have happened. Life, man. Good things, good things. Um, But what did we decide for this podcast? What are we talking about today? Well, it's summer. Mm -hmm. Almost the tail end of summer by now, but... (laughs) It's still 90 degrees and smoky, so I I think summer is still here for a while. And what better in the summer than a good book and a good drink? Right? Literally nothing better. No. Literally nothing better. I can't better. think of anything better. So I think we should talk about books and drinks. Yes. Let's have a cocktail hour here at the library. Yeah. I love it. Wouldn't that be the best library? I know. If you had a cocktail hour? That's got to exist somewhere. Oh, like super trendy downtown New York. Yes. And there's probably yeah. like 900 pubs called the library. Oh, I'm sure. What is your first drink and book? I have 10. So there are oh lots of things to talk about here. I think I have six-ish. Yeah, six. 16 drinks, 16 books to get inspired. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. Okay, I'll start. So the first book that I chose was one that I checked out from the Montana Library to Go. <gasps> 
has some great... Was it an audio book? No, it was a Kindle book. Oh, you and um, e-book. Right, yeah. So I'm trying to make my peace with e-books. I'm not I know, there they're not yet. my favorite, but... But some, they're really nice when traveling, and right. they're really nice to just kind of get you through a moment. And for free... And for free from, from the, the Montana Library to go. go. You can't beat it. <laughs> anyway, the book that I... Uh, that I got was called Godshot by Chelsea Beaker. And this is a kind of really a mishmash of all sorts of genres of books. It's mm-hmm. like sci-fi dystopian. It's got kind of a feminist theme and super dark, but like dark humor. Mm-hmm. Um, I was kind of getting like a Steinbeck, like Grapes of Wrath feel Ooh. plus like a Flannery O'Connor kind of like gothic feel interesting yeah very mishmashy but awesome so this story takes place in the very near future during a very severe drought oh goodness or oh my gosh the current day because that (laughs) is reality so Um, during this day when it is 90 degrees and on fire okay okay so scene has been set scene is set yeah in a place called peaches california And the residents of this town are suffering during this drought, and they turn to a cult leader named (gasps) Pastor Vern. And he promises these folks that if they follow his secret, quote-unquote, assignments, um, it will bring rain to the region. Interesting. Um, So the main character's name is Lacey May, and her and her mother, excuse me, kind of get swept up in this cult. And it kind of starts with good intentions, the cult does as much as a cult can, but it sort of twists into like this whole idea of bringing fertility to the land to like bringing fertility to the land. And this sounds creepy. Yeah, it's it's creepy, but it's told in like a really dark humor kind of voice. It's very satirical. Brittany, why does this sound like the exact book you are always reading? Because I am. You love that. You're I Scorpio. It. Visit true. the Scorpio this podcast. It's not okay. going to get any so less it's dark, dark as I go on through this list. So. <laughs> I brought some light, folks. Oh, good. So the drink that I chose uh, to kind of pair with this book, I felt like it needed some kind of like desert feel. Mm-hmm. So I chose the blood orange mezcal. And here's what we've got in there. Mezcal. Which is like smoky and really like... Is it a liqueur or what is it? It's tequila. Oh, okay. It's... I, I don't know. Okay. It's, it's a tequila. It's a okay. type of tequila-esque Fa- Fabulous. Thing. I'm sure... But it's really like smoky and... The agave's roasted like or something yeah. wonderful like that. Yeah. Okay. So mezcal, lime juice, blood orange juice, chili liqueur, simple mm. syrup, and then you put that over ice and top with taco chico. Which I've also never had before. But what it's is like, Tapo Chico? Like fancy LaCroix, I guess. Huh. I've never had it, but... I don't go fancy with my LaCroix. It's sounding good. <laughs> so, but that's that's my first pick is Got Shot by Chelsea Beaker with a blood orange mezcal. Ooh. So let's play off of that theme. I went with a Spanish flavor. And I have been really enjoying margaritas with fresh lime juice. Just a very fresh, very sour and salty wonderfulness. 
Um, so I'm just picking a Plano Jano margarita. Find yourself Plano Jano. Put some fresh lime juice in there to add in. Of course, have salt. And oh, there was my child. And then sit down in a nice hot place somewhere and read the book In the Time of Butterflies by Julia Alvarez. This is a book that I read back in high school, very yeah, I think end I've of read high school. That before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I want us all to revisit it because I am going to be revisiting it. So, so that's why I chose it. But this book is historical fiction, uh, dictatorship in the Dominican Republic, yeah. and it's a very light book. Again, I read it back when I was in high school, so it's not super hard hitting, but it covers a very interesting and dynamic period of history that oftentimes is overlooked. Yeah. And sometimes a margarita is often overlooked as a fantastic summer drink. This is true. So choose the margarita in the time of butterflies. Classic. Very classic. Very classic. I love it. Um, what else do you have? Um, well, a nice segue into another lime Ooh, drink. look at that transition. Um, yeah, not even planned. <laughs> but my second book that I chose was Paradise, West Virginia by Rob Rufus. Um, this is a YA book. Um, follows twins Jane and Henry as they try to exonerate their father, Hollis, who is the convicted serial killer known as the blind spot slasher. So it's got this like very true crime element, um, like modern day true crime where like people are like grossly obsessed with it and Mm -hmm. it's like Mm -hmm. all over podcasts and whatever. And the popularity in this blind spot slasher is re-sparked when a popular true crime podcast decides to feature the case. So these kids start kind of probing into the evidence and the history of their town of paradise, and they discover a possible connection with a doomsday snake handling cult. So we've got another cult as well. <laughs> I was going to say, Brittany, you've got a theme. <laughs> and it's an intense one. Um, and things get really creepy and suspenseful from there. I Just... love Rob Rufus. He writes really great YA. Okay. Um, really... Uh, really solid characters, um, and he paints the setting really well. He's from this area in West Virginia, mm-hmm. so he's got he's got that down pretty good. Yeah, super fun read. So the drink that I chose to pair with this, the Snake Bite, which is a shot of whiskey. Yep. I suggest something decent because bad whiskey is bad. <laughs> so a shot of whiskey, lime juice. You top it with lime slices and a few drops of hot pepper sauce, and you shoot it. Nice. So along like the spicy lines, I went. Um, I'm recommending everyone read the Tale for the Time Being by Ruth Ozeki. I've heard you talk a lot about this one. I love this one. It's a very modern narrative with a very magical realism kind of tie-in. It is a split narrative, so we have two narrators uh, across the ocean. One is in Japan, and one is in uh, Washington, very west coast on the ocean. And the... The book it plays with time, which was really mm-hmm. fun. Uh, the narrative in Japan is of a young girl right before the large tsunami that hit. Oh. And the narrative in Washington is of the person who is actually on the coast when things wash up oh, from geez. the tsunami. And so it plays with time in such a wonderful way. And 
again, I'm not a super uh, modern reader. I, I would say I'm a pretty easygoing reader. I, I don't read things that are like ridiculously challenging. Anymore. Yeah. I did that in college and I was yeah. like, yeah, let's do it. And then I stopped. Um, but this was one of those that was a good challenge. It was very, uh, very literary, which was fun and kind of played with a lot of big concepts. So it's yeah. very, an interesting book and not necessarily the easiest thing to read. And so I thought I needed to pair it with something that wouldn't be the easiest to drink. Whoa. And so I found a charred chili and orange April. Oh. Yeah. Spritz. Wow. Doesn't that sound good? It sounds so, hard to make. I think I think you, got you a just char chili. you got a char chili number one. So you put Eperol. Is that how you say it? A P so. Eperol A P E R O L. Yeah. It's a liqueur. You put it with prosecco and soda water, and then you put a charred red chili in it, mm -hmm. and you squeeze fresh orange juice and top it with an orange. Sounds funny. Doesn't that? I love all the spicy stuff. It would be super spicy yeah. and probably very, like, the Prosecco would totally add this bitter note. Yeah. You know? And it would be super sweet and then all of a sudden spicy and end on that bitter. And I think that that... What a journey. That is the kind of journey that that book was. Oh. Very good. So I thought, thought let's go there. so well. I did. I was like, hmm, which one would fit this? And again, Ruth Ozeki wrote that one. Did you want to be Flash? Uh, okay. Is this Flash? This Flash. <laughs> you look adorable. There you go, bud. <sighs> <laughs> it's Flash! <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh, he's my child. While we're here, did you need some more wine? Oh, I'll take some more wine. If we're going to record a podcast, as, as we're recording this, <laughs> our drink of choice at the moment is a Snoop Dogg Cali Rosé by 19 Crimes. <laughs> Try quite classy. Can't, can't go wrong. I trust Snoop. Snoop Dogg. We should have had gin and juice if we're thinking. Oh, yeah. darn it. Opportunity lost. Yeah, $4 Rosé. Also can't be lost. <laughs> also cannot be lost. <sighs> okay, so back to... Totally lost. Where okay. were we? It's you. Back to me. So I'm going to take a turn here to a totally different genre of both drink and book. And the third book that I chose was Townie by Andre Debus mm. III. Mm -hmm. I hope I'm saying his name right. Um, and this is a memoir. So this is his story of growing up in the 1970s in a poor mill town in Massachusetts. He's raised by a single mother, and he grows up essentially raising his three siblings. So it's kind of hmm. in a rough situation. So he begins boxing to kind of get out his aggression and kind of have some sort of focus in his life. But that contained violence starts to leak out into other realms of his life. And he gets really into fighting and drinking, and that becomes a big component in his early adulthood. Um, so his father, uh, also Andre Debus II, I guess, <laughs> he's the third, uh, is a prominent author and professor at a college nearby. 
And so kind of the second part of the story segues into his influence on bringing his son into a literary life and kind of coming to terms with his past mm -hmm. and shifting that focus toward literature. Mm -hmm. um, so it was a really interesting memoir. He has some great novels. Um, what's the one? Shoot, I remember, but it's about... Um, East of Eden? <laughs> no, it Stomach. takes place at a strip club, like right before... 9-11 happened. Oh, goodness. And it's... Again, you are in the, <sighs> the nitty-gritty of yeah. the world. I love it. And it was, like, about the guys that, like, hijacked the planes and ran them into the building. And I guess in real life, they were actually at the strip club spending all this money. And it's about all these characters that they encountered. Anyway, Andre Boost the Third wrote that. Total Intriguing. What's up? I hurt myself. You Okay. You're okay. Go down, go down there with everyone. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, uh, Townie's a great memoir. Liked it a lot. Um, and the drink that I chose to go with Townie <laughs> is either a Budweiser or a PBR. Oh, I was going to say. Preferably warm yeah. and flat. And <laughs> flat has been sitting out for at least three days. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh. On the classy note. Yeah. I thought... There are some of us in this world who, unlike Brittany, read crap. Just <laughs> the total crappity crap of the crap. And it's romance or it's fantasy or it's just that wonderful nonsensical <laughs> uh, writing that gets you through the silliness of life. And one of those things... Uh, again, on the classy level, yeah. uh, would be Discovery of Witches. It's a trilogy okay. written by Deborah Harkness. It is now a Netflix series. Oh. So again, we're not looking at the nitty gritty of life. We're looking at escapism. Yeah, and need that too. Yes, this this um, book has all of like the cliche things that women love. <laughs> It's, it's vampires that love you, because obviously yeah. they do. It's castles in France. Mm -hmm. It's wine galore. And it's you, a.k.a. the protagonist, being the center of the world. Yeah. And I thought, what do you pair these wonderfully light... I don't want to be mean to them, because I love them. I, <laughs> they I serve, they purpose, serve a great purpose. Sure. I read these books all the time, and I really liked this first book. It's a trilogy. The trilogy goes downhill. Uh, fast. And I think that part of it was like, oh, this is like the love of spritzers. Oh. So I thought of White Claw. Because <laughs> people, you love them. And then all of a sudden you're like, I do not love you anymore. This relationship is now over. And that's how this trilogy was. It's like such a good first book. And yeah. then it went downhill. And I would either pick it like a lime white claw because okay. I'm a citrus kind of gal yeah. or a truly rosé if you can find one of those sit down drink one of those and ha read a wonderfully great book like oh. Discovery of Witches um yeah I really I really recommend it nice <laughs> that sounds cool. so so you're in PBR land and I'm <laughs> in truly rosé land or white claw 
Well, now I'm going to segue, like, continue in the, like, sweet, sugary Ooh. realm. Um, and the next book I chose was Outlawed by Anna North. And talk about genre blending. Um, like, Godshot was pretty genre blending, but this is, like... So it's marketed as a feminist western. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also, like, a queer western. And, like... An, I called it an alternative history speculative dystopian fiction. <laughs> it's all those things. It's all those things. And it's wonderful. So the main character of this book is Ada, and she has to run away from the town where she lived with her husband due to a fear that she would be hanged as a witch for being unable to have a child. Hot damn. Yeah. Intense. That feels, that feels like a lot of things going on <laughs> yeah. right there. So she joins up with the Hole in the Wall gang. And they're led by the mysterious character, The Kid, um, who has this grandmaster plan to rob a bank and steal a town and create a safe haven for outcast women. Hmm. And it's just that whole adventure. So it's got a lot of action, like a Western Mm -hmm. would. um, But this really, like, it's got a large cast, but everybody's really well-developed. And I really appreciated that you see a lot of folks that you don't see portrayed in this mm-hmm. genre often. Um, so that was a nice, like, refreshing look mm-hmm. at the Western, I thought. So I thought, what would fit with a Western that's got this, like, kind of feminine mm-hmm. take on it is the Cherry Vanilla Moonshine. Ooh. And it's not Have you ever actual- had Moonshine? No, I've never had real I, moonshine. Me neither. Mm. And this isn't even real moonshine. This is just oh, this some is... recipe I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure it tastes wonderful. Mm-hmm. So it's frozen sweet cherries and vanilla bean pods, and you just steep it in vodka. Whew. Yeah. That would be one heck of a day. Can you yeah. imagine? Don't I mean, imagine. Don't do that. Just have a nice drink. One yeah. drink, folks. Maybe Drink that responsibly. With, like some kind of bubbling water. Yeah. So like water panel? Yeah. I'd be like club soda. Add some soda to that. Yeah. So cherry vanilla moonshine with outlawed by Anna North. On the topic of drinks we've never had, yeah. I'm gonna talk about the book I'm currently reading, which is called The Lost Apothecary okay. by Sarah Penner. And this book Again, as a split narrative, it's something I think I gravitate towards. I like to have multiple things going on. And nice. uh, this has at least three protagonists right now, two of which are in 1790 and one is modern. And the apothecary uh, in this book was a girl that was raised by an apothecary herself, and she saw her mother saving uh people and mostly women from a lot of the women's issues of the day with her remedies and she wanted to grow up to be that but unfortunately she was wronged by a man why men great (sighs) so this apothecary takes it upon herself to create brews and tinctures that kill men that's her job and she gets these notes from people, and that's all she does because she was wronged. I haven't gotten to the why she's wronged, and it's mm-hmm. getting heavy hitting right now. And I'm like, whoa, this be yeah. intense. 
and we meet the woman Caroline um, in modern day has found one of the vials in the Thames River and she finds it and she's one she's very intrigued about this woman and they are connected by uh, being wronged by men in some way and so the book is very (laughs) very fabulous it's just it's so great it gets that historical fiction part but then it also gets this modern reality of the world we live in and i thought what kind of drink would be really good with this and i found something called death in the afternoon and death in the afternoon was created by Ernest Hemingway in the, that Hemingway. titled book. It's called Death in the Afternoon, and this is the cocktail he describes. And during Hemingway's time, especially in Europe, there was a lot of absinthe drinking. So this wonderful drink, which, again, I've never had moons- moonshine, and I've never had absinthe, yeah. and I feel like this is giving me motivation to try something. Did you know that absinthe was outlawed until 2007 in the United say, States? I was just going to ask, is that even legal? It <laughs> is legal now. In 2007, it became legal. Absinthe is legal. For loco is no longer legal. <laughs> just saying. Um, I think so that's this, a wise choice. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We are we are progressing society. Um, this drink, you you have absinthe with champagne, and you pour that over simple syrup. And then you put ice in it, and the ice makes the absinthe cloudy. And Hemingway describes it as having the perfect opulescence. Opulescence, that's the word, right? I think so. Having like a cloudy, mystical kind of feel to it. And I thought that is what an apothecary would drink. Am I wrong, or is absinthe like bright green? Super, yeah, it's the green That's fairy. What I thought. Mm-hmm. Okay. But then when you add ice to it, yeah. or most drinks, it becomes a really like cloudy, like sludgy oh, kind weird. of like you are like a going on a journey oh <laughs> kind of drink. So, yes, Sarah Penner's The Lost Apothecary and Try Death in the Afternoon. Nice. Nice. All right. I love the way we like without even talking about these, lined them up so perfectly. Because now I'm going to go into the book that I am currently reading. Okay. What are you reading? Um, close your ears if you don't like bad words. <laughs> but um, I'm currently reading Night Bitch by Rachel Yoder. And this is a brand new book. just came out a couple weeks ago. Um, and this is kind of a horror satire. Don't you love my <laughs> genre descriptions? <laughs> It's just a, another one of those horror satires. One of my favorites. Okay. Uh, but it's all about motherhood and womanhood and marriage and the like storms of pressure that people in those roles face, especially <laughs> when they're in all those roles at once. Mm-hmm. Um, it's gnarly. <laughs> um, so the narrator, who doesn't have a name, she refers to herself as Night Bitch is a stay-at-home mom with a two-year-old who left her career as an artist and a gallery director to stay home and care for her child Hmm. while her husband works out of town. And as you go through the book, she experiences this really subtle, really gradual, intensifying psychic break where she just is harboring all this resentment and is very angry 
and she literally starts to turn into a dog. Like she starts to crave meat and her canines get real sharp and she like grows hair and she grows a tail and it's nuts. And I'm only like a hundred pages in. And it all is, this is nuts. Um, so it's wild. Like it sounds really hokey. I was going to say like horror that. satire. Yep. But it's like the way that she describes these really nuanced situations having to do with like motherhood and caring for small children mm -hmm. and like being just postpartum mm -hmm. are so relatable. Like just that really nitty gritty stuff that mm -hmm. like people don't ever talk about. No. But that is so real. That is experience. Yeah. Very She intensely. just takes it to the next level with it. Hmm. It's so good. Hmm. Um, but because she's turning into a dog and hmm. I just read this really crazy scene where she is craving meat. So she goes to the grocery store and buys like 20 pounds of every cut of like the bloodiest meat she can find. And so of course you're going to want to drink a Bloody Mary. Oh, that would make sense. Right? Yes. Um, I was so going to say, have... what drink do you pair with basically Kafka's metamorphosis? <laughs> basically, right? <laughs> Love it though. Thank you. <sighs> so I don't know. Everybody kind of knows what's in a Bloody Mary, but... Mm -hmm. I like a really horseradishy Bloody mm -hmm. Mary. That's my favorite. Me One too. that's like you almost need a fork yep. to drink. Yep. And go-to Bloody Mary. What's the difference between a Bloody Mary and a Caesar? I think Caesar has like fish, right? Is, yeah, Clamato. Clamato. Instead okay. of just tomato. Okay. That's the land I live in. Oh, see, I live there. Really? Salty brininess. Yeah. That sounds interesting. Yeah, it's. How do I play off of this? How, where do I, I mean, go? You, you know. Where do I go? So I'm not I'm gonna, gonna play off books. of it. So you're gonna, you're gonna have to do, let's do two. You should do two. I'll do two because I'm okay. Now. I only have one more. So we talked about how this book kind of sounds like Kafka's Metamorphosis, mm -hmm. and Kafka's Metamorphosis is a classic, and one of Brittany's favorite classics. <gasps> F. Scott Fitzgerald, oh, like the, the Great Gatsby. <laughs> she loved it, folks. She thought it was amazing. I want you guys to know that Iron Man has visited, and he's going out to save the world now. He's also wearing his cape as a skirt. As a podcast, I feel like we're really getting the stars. <laughs> Iron Man's here. Um, so my thought with The Great Gatsby, which is my favorite classic again i visited yeah. hemingway i have this 1920s connection um i would recommend bathtub gin because Ooh. again you're in uh what is that time called my brain just blanked like the roaring 20s but when you can't drink prohibition, prohibition. <laughs> that thing. so you're in prohibition with great gatsby and you're making gin at home, which is not recommended. Um, and I recommend it so much to not make it home that I am recommending going to a restaurant. Mm -hmm. And there is a restaurant in White Sulphur Springs that's called The Jawbone. And Ooh. there they have some of the best like mixed drinks. This little hole-in-the-wall restaurant is 1920s themed. It's very fun. I recommend. Everybody should go. Um, but they have a drink called bathtub gin. So I think you need to have a little bathtub gin okay. after 
visiting Night Bitch because that sounds intense. <laughs> so dive, dive back. Backed up gin is genuinely just gin that's been made, and yeah. then you add primarily citrus flavors oh, and okay. some kind of bubble. So like Yummy. club soda. And again, it's a very strong, powerful gin that again you've made at home. Not, yeah, not for the. Not recommended. Uh, buy gin. Don't so make bathtub it. gin is the gin. It's not yes. like a drink. Yes. Ah, I gotcha. okay. There are multiple drinks called bathtub gin. Yeah. But again, it's kind of each different establishment's take on it. Gotcha. And gotcha. I would recommend the Jawbones. Um, if we're going to stay in the land of classics, uh, we are in Montana, Brittany. Did you know that? We are. This I know. I've, I'm just learning this myself. And I would recommend for a summer read and a summer drink, everyone try Norman McLean's A River Run Through. Oh, runs through it. Of course. A river runs through it. You've got the rivers, you've got fishing, you've got a very contemplative life. And I think to get the whole picture, I hope everyone knows what A River Runs Through It is about you're welcome to watch the movie or read the book whatever you want you i recommend both <laughs> you can find them very easily um but with that you need some great montana craft beer and mm-hmm. some of my favorites are trout slayer uh cold smoke uh copper john and uh, salmon fly honey rye Ooh, is a so good. very good one and then one of my favorites because a lot of that's over on the western part of the state I'd recommend Old Gus, and that's made in Sydney. Oh. And it's a, a dark, uh, what is it, a nut brown ale. And huh. my first dog was Gus, so Aww. we drink Old Gus in memory of Gus. Oh. And probably watch A River Runs Through It. <laughs> <laughs> so those, I would recommend that one. And again, Bathtub Gin. Where are you at in your world? So the last book I chose is actually one. I have not even read yet, but I... You're recommending something you've never read? No, but I'm stoked about reading it. Brittany's such a rebel. I know. I, I was just telling Danny before we were recording that I went to Billings this weekend, and when in the big city, mm. you go to the bookstore, mm-hmm. and you spend a stupid amount of money <laughs> on every book that even looks like it could possibly be good. Mm-hmm. But I've had this my eye on this one for a while, so I'm glad I got to get it. It's called Animal by Lisa Tadeo. Um, and this is, I believe, her second book. She wrote Three Women, which was oh. a nonfiction mm-hmm. um, that was really, really excellent. And But this is fiction. This is a novel. Um, and I'm just going to read this short summary of it um, from the jacket because I think it captures it really well because I haven't read it yet. <laughs> but... <laughs> Joan has spent a lifetime enduring the cruel acts of men, but when one of them commits a shocking act of violence in front of her, she flees New York City in search of Alice, the only person alive who can help her make sense of her past. In the sweltering hills above Los Angeles, Joan unravels the horrific event she witnessed as a child that has haunted her every waking moment while forging the power to finally strike back. Hmm. So again, we're in the realm of retribution mm-hmm. against men. I was going to say, man, um, you've got a theme this summer. I yeah. like it. Uh, yeah, I'm excited to read this. I've um, heard really great things about it. And the drink that I chose to go with this, since I haven't read it, is based off the cover of the book. So it's got this kind of 
interesting offset picture of a woman um, and like she's outlined in black and it's got purple and orange on the cover. It's a really interesting image. And so I chose a drink that kind of is, again, I just searched on Pinterest. <laughs> I found this beautiful picture of this drink that's like purpley mm. and just really pretty. Called the Prickly Pear Gin Buck. Ooh. And it's gin, ginger beer, um, lime, desert pear syrup, so like prickly pear syrup, and mint. Ooh. And I think those are some really interesting flavors to put together. I was going to say. Like, do people do gin and ginger beer? Because that's. I don't think they I've do. I've never heard of that, but it sounds. I think they should. It would be, like, it would be great. So, when I dive into this book, maybe that's what I'll drink. I think you should. And I call I me and I'll I'll just sit by you and share your drink. As I silently read. Yeah. <laughs> and I will just silently drink. <laughs> As one does. Yeah. To do this list, I kind of talked to my husband about some things that he has read and what he recommended. And he's a very intelligent and ironic individual. And he told me that I should recommend Cadillac Desert. This is by Mark Reisner. And it is a nonfiction book. And it is ecologically based and fascinating. And it is about water development in the West. So if you're, if you're interested in ecology at all, if you're wondering what the heck is going on with water in Western United States? Where is it? <laughs> where did the water go? This is something that you should read. And it's fascinating. And it's about the agricultural business, industrial agriculturalism, and also about the rise of mega cities in in the West and how those cities are now supported and what water they pull to support their residents and how they get the water from where they get it. Interesting. Um, yeah, there's a lot of follies in human uh, development of resources a lot of the time, and no. this is this is one that <laughs> discusses those follies and how how we are where we are today and where our water is going. Um, so what we recommended again, cause we're very witty and ironic is a tall, cold glass of water. And you can only get the best water <laughs> yeah. here in Lewistown. So you can drink it and then you can think about where our water as a state is going and what it's doing and what it is supporting. It's fascinating. It's a fascinating book. Again, ecologically based, very interesting and heavy hitting topics. And so once you read that, you're going to be like, whoa, I need to step back. So I would recommend reading the Harry Potter series. Oh, my God. And because Harry Potter series is wonderful and lovely, you need to drink it with a spot of tea or a cup of coffee and snuggle in under a blanket and just enjoy the story that unfolds. So those are my two non-alcoholic beverages. (laughs) And then I have two last... Uh, suggestions and these so these are good they're good that they're coming at the end of this podcast because they should come at the end of summer and walk you into fall because they're much more fall readings I would recommend Blackbird House by Alice Hoffman it's a great story about a house and the people that live in the house so again the protagonist is the actual home and it's built on the east coast in the 1700s and it follows the owners of this house up till modern day. 
bug. Um, and what you need to drink with this is my favorite mixed drink, and that is an old fashioned. Oh. And so you get bourbon, you get whiskey, or you get scotch, one of those. And you add some simple syrup, some bitters, and either a twist, probably an orange twist and a cherry. So pretty too. It's so pretty. So classy. When you yeah. sit down, you're like, I am pretty classy. Yeah. And you drink you drink that with pinky up. You drink, you drink with pinky up. <laughs> and then you you finish reading Blackbird House. And it's very uh, cozy. It's one of those cozy novels that brings you in. Love it. And then the last thing I'm gonna recommend is of course just a nice dark red wine. Everybody needs to have a good red wine in their life. And I recommend Seven Deadly Zins. So it's an Old Vine Zinfandel. Okay. Not a white Zin, although super fun. It's a, it's a red Zin, so a nice deep, rich flavor. And that pairs really well with the novel Withering Heights oh, by Emily Bronte. There you go. Something very <laughs> dark and brooding and atmospheric and literary and... Like going into fall. Yes, like you're stepping into fall. You're going to have some red wine. You're going to snuggle in. The weather might be sunny but cool and have crisp in the air. Um, And Weathering Heights is fabulous. The romance between Heathcliff and Catherine is torrid and spectacular. And the literary presence of a Bronte sister is hard to be matched. So that's what I would recommend. Those are my drinks. Nice. Those are my books. We made it through. That was so All 16 fun. books. And we only had, what, a dozen interruptions? 17 or 18 <laughs> star appearances by both Ninjas, Flash, <gasps> Iron and Man. Iron Man. So you're talking about this book where a mother goes crazy. I wonder what that's like. Uh, like every line, I'm just like, oh my god, this is so relatable. <laughs> oh, I'm here. I'm, I'm turning here. into a dog. <laughs> I, I, I am Night Vision. I am Night Vision. It's happening. <laughs> oh, well, it was so good to chat with all of you on the podcast again. It's been long, but we're here still, and we're thinking about wonderful things to read and how best to engage with the library. So, a lot of the books that we did recommend were from the library. Some of them were not. And maybe if you want to read them, you should recommend them to your local librarian. She could purchase them. We'll get them. Fabulous. Well, thank you, Brittany. Thank you, Danny. So good. Hey, guys, it's Brittany again. I hope you enjoyed that lively conversation with Danny and I and our lovely children and that you got some great ideas for books or drinks that you would like to try out. As I said at the start, the library is going through a transition right now as our amazing Danny moves on from the library director position and a new director begins at the end of this month. Obviously, we're sad to see Danny go. And I, for one, will miss our hilarious and engaging conversations on this podcast, but I'm beyond excited for her to move on into this next chapter, 
as well as for the library to bring another new individual on board. It has been and will continue to be a wonderful adventure. Before we go, I just wanted to say thank you to Danny for your dedication to our library, to our community, and to the dissemination of information and stories to the world. Your impact on the library will continue well into the future, and we wish you the absolute best. Subscribe to In The Stacks and keep your eyes on the feed for a new episode in the next month or so. Thanks you guys for listening and I hope you have a great day. Stacks is produced by the staff at the Lewistown Public Library in Lewistown, Montana. Subscribe to In the Stacks on Spotify, Google, and all other major podcast platforms. Follow us at LPLGram on Instagram or Lewistown Public Library on Facebook for the latest updates on library happenings, including the podcast. If you have an idea for an episode or a topic you would like us to explore, Email us at lewistownpubliclibrary at gmail.com. Thank you for supporting the library.